Hey everybody, welcome to a Thursday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby, Mary Kay Cabot, Ashley Bastock sitting outside the Browns facility as you probably just heard. Uh, someone revving their engine, I don't know who. All right, let's get to it. We heard from Deshaun Watson today for the very first time since before the Baltimore game. So we actually, the last time we talked to Deshaun Watson before today, we didn't even know he was injured yet because then we went out to practice that day and he wasn't throwing the football and it was like, oh, what's going on here? So... It's been a little while. A lot has transpired, Mary Kay. Let's just kind of spend this podcast talking about where things stand, what we heard from Deshaun, where this might go. We're only going to go about 20 minutes here. Um, So I guess, what did you take away from that? Well, one of the first things that we can do is kind of clear up the mystery of why, when I talked to him at his locker on the Friday before the Ravens game, he told me, I'm going to play. I'm okay. He showed me that he has had range of motion in his shoulder. But then what happened was, and we didn't know this until today, they waited till the swelling went down and then they did the MRI. And the Saturday night before the Ravens game, it was after I talked to him and before he went out and tested the shoulder in the morning, they found out that he had the strained rotator cuff. And I think at that point they, they determined that it was probably the strain and not just the bruise, even though they started to to just say that it was bruised or it was a bruised rotator cuff, whatever the case may be. I think that that Saturday night, he realized, and his team around him also, and that's always a factor in these situations, realized that he had a strained rotator cuff and that if he had pain and discomfort in the shoulder, that he should not be playing football. And so I think that's what changed. And that's where the messaging all got messed up between when, when I talked to him on that Friday and when he went out and tested the shoulder. Between that time, he found out he had a strained rotator cuff. And what do we know about a strained rotator cuff? It's got micro tears in it. And if you have micro tears, then there is a slight chance that that could get worse if you play. If you, if you are already seeing little tears in the fiber, then those could get worse. And this is in the largest muscle of the rotator cuff. There are four muscles of the rotator cuff. His is in the largest one, and it's a deep, deep contusion. So this is, this is kind of a serious thing, and it could get worse. So I think there are a lot of voices involved in this. <laughs> there are a lot of people involved. There's a lot of money involved. Uh, it's a big decision, and he did admit today. It's a strained rotator cuff. There are micro tears, and I don't know exactly when I'm going to be able to play. Okay, so, I mean, this just, this is like every podcast now at this point, but this just brings me back to the question, Mary Kay. You said there were a lot of voices, and you're right. And none of those voices were saying, this is what is going on. And here we are weeks later, and now Deshaun Watson finally explains it to us. Uh, Andrew, Andrew kind of tried to, but didn't really... Alex Van Pelt, at least, was the strongest about it. Like, if he can't throw, he can't do his job. Nobody ever sat behind a microphone and said, this is what is going on. And I don't know. Again, Ashley, it just feels like they could have saved themselves weeks of trouble if three weeks ago we would have heard this could be a four- to six-week injury. I feel like this was such, like, a missed opportunity and a mistake, quite honestly. (laughs) Like... Just in terms of messaging, because, you know, we hear this from Deshaun today. And I think all that needed to happen is if this all went down on Saturday and, okay, after the game, you don't really want to talk about it or you're still waiting on something, like, 
we just needed to hear from it, hear it at some point during the bye week. And then it would have ended all the speculation last week. It would have ended this whole idea about, oh, Deshaun's not tough enough or there's something wrong or he doesn't want to, you know, play right now or whatever. Like it would have ended all of that because obviously Deshaun wasn't talking while he wasn't playing, which like is fine. That's these players like right to not do a press conference when they're hurt or whatever. But the messaging could have been so much better. <laughs> like it is frustrating. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I'm a reporter, like, I'm saying that like somebody in general who is interested in communications and who has a communications <laughs> degree, it could have been a lot more streamlined. And we were talking about this last week. Like it would have just prevented so much drama and speculation. And, and maybe that doesn't impact players, but maybe it does. Like, you don't know, guys aren't going to admit that all the time. I don't think. You know what I think about this too, is, is to build on what, uh, what you guys have just said is the fact that, um, you know, they could have controlled the message themselves. Mm -hmm. I was out there, you know, just knocking my head against the wall, trying to find things out. I'm talking to independent orthopedic surgeons telling me what what is a bruised rotator cuff and how long is somebody out with that? Now, when I talked to the orthopedic surgeon that I talked to, uh, you know, he said two to six weeks. Well, that was when we only thought it was a bruise and a strain is a step up yeah. from a bruise. I had barely even been able to find anything out about a bruised rotator cuff because it was so rare. So not only was I out there trying to, you know, just beat the bushes and figure everything <laughs> out, but then you've got you know, Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and all the Nationals and Jonathan Jones and uh, Kimberly Martin and, you know, everybody else and everybody's got sources and everybody's got information. And, you know, they could have just controlled the message. Once they found out that it was a strained ro rotator cuff, like you guys just said, that could keep him out potentially four to six weeks, just say it. Just say it. <laughs> It ends all the speculation, it ends the craziness, and it also ends your quarterback getting completely thrown under the bus for supposedly, uh, you know, kind of dogging yeah. it. That didn't need to happen either. And that's the thing that I just, I cannot wrap my head around because I think sometimes in situations like this, it's easy to outsmart yourself a little bit, maybe, right? Like if you're, you're trying to be secretive and protect a player's privacy and competitive advantage and all that. But at the end of the day, that was, I think, the biggest result of this is Deshaun Watson has been getting bashed for like three straight weeks and his toughness has been questioned, which is something that hasn't really happened throughout his career. Again, not to, not to make my same speaking error I did before. He drove on a bus to a game to play when he had a punctured lung and wasn't clear to fly. He, he did not drive the bus. James Harrison did not drive the bus. If you listen to our past podcast, you'll get that joke. He played on a tour in ACL in college. Like, this is that guy. And he is, by all accounts, still that guy. But it hasn't looked like that for three weeks. And, you know, I'm sure it this could have all been avoided in my mind and it's just what I cannot get past because it's just it's unreal almost to me that it happened the more I sit here and talk about it the more I'm like how did this happen for these last three weeks well and even something as simple as like the difference between day to day and week to week yeah like there's a difference. we know like when I hear somebody say day to day it means oh okay there's actually probably a good chance this guy's gonna play this week when I hear week to week Right? We're all, we all instinctively know at this point that means, okay, he could play this week, but it could be a multiple week injury. So even just that phrasing, just the way that they addressed that, it's just all, they let it spiral out of control because you got, everybody has a Twitter account, you got 
a million hours of radio and TV that need filled locally and nationally. Like it just spirals out of control when you don't message it well. And so Deshaun today, I mean, I know we've talked about this a bunch, but I just think it's worth continuing to talk about. Like, especially when Deshaun offers the clarity he did today to not have that. It just let it all spiral out of control. And it, you know, you had the bye week, they were losing. It was, it just all compounded on top of each other because someone couldn't, because they left it up to you, Mary Kay, to go do the digging on it instead of someone sitting behind a microphone and saying, this is what is happening, at least as much as they could. Yeah, and then when I did come up with what I felt really good about, some, I felt really confident about some information that I got on Friday that said to me, it is a deep, deep contusion presenting like a strain, could have micro tears in it, and therefore, uh, if they err on the side of caution, he could be out multiple more games after this. But then some machine went into effect. <laughs> overdrive, Into <actually>. overdrive. <laughs> and all of a sudden, within, you know, hours, we're getting all these national reports. He's probably going to play against the Colts. He, he could be back against Colts, could be back against the Colts. I mean, then it turned into, there's conflicting reports. I mean, even in my story, I said, he could possibly be back against the Colts. So there was still, then again more miss you know just a disconnect and just different conflicting stuff going around everywhere and it had me second guessing myself I was like you know I felt really good about my information because I worked so hard to get every little tiny piece of information then I try to get it you know confirmed and make sure that I'm doing the right thing and not messing anything up and it was stressful. It was really stressful. And so when Deshaun came out today and basically corroborated the exact thing that I had said, that it was a strain, that it could be micro tears, and it could be multiple more weeks unless he something great happens and he decides to go out and play against the Colts. He could still go out and play against the Colts. He could still go out and play against the Colts. I mean, I, at this point, I would probably be surprised if he did just because we were out at practice today and he wasn't even outside again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. When you get to Wednesday and you don't even see your quarterback outside, and he and he's talking the way that he talked, but nothing's gone according to Hoyle. <laughs> nothing's gone according to Hoyle. So you hate to even try to handicap it in any yeah. way. What does yeah. that mean? What does that mean? I've never heard that. Uh, what <laughs> the phrase that you just used? According to Hoyle? Yeah. Oh, it's like a pig in a poke. Remember? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, so I drop I drop these. Um, these phrases on these young people. And Ashley doesn't know what they are. Youths. These youths. And they don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Now, a pig and a poke. For our listeners, you can go look that one up. It's from the 1500s. It's from the 1500s. I haven't been around that long. I haven't been covering the Browns since the 1500s. It just seems like it. But a pig and a poke is just a beautiful phrase uh, to use when you think you have purchased something and it turned out to be not exactly what you thought it was going to be. But according to Hoyle... That might be a, a a card reference. I think oh. it's a I think it's a card reference, but it means it didn't go the way it, it was sense. planned. Like according to plan, but according to plan, a fun, to more Hoyle. fun way to say yeah. it. Yeah. All right, Sorry. let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take a break in this English lesson here, and uh, let's uh, let's come back and talk a little more about what Deshaun had to say on Wednesday. Back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, Dan Lobby, Mary Kay Cabot, Ashley Bastock. Mary Kay, if there's one thing I kind of came away feeling today is 
even Deshaun is a little uncertain about this whole thing, which I thought was interesting. I just saw a squirrel climb the wall I, behind us, by I, the way. What? I'm like, is somebody <laughs> running like, through the bushes? I just turned one, and looked. <laughs> one of the things that like came that I came away from with this is Deshaun is pretty uncertain about this too, which I think is interesting because you talked about this on one of our earlier pods this week. Um, this is about communication, and Deshaun has to be able to say, yes, I can throw the ball the way I need to. No, I'm not feeling this pain, or yes, I am feeling pain when I do this. And it feels like that's complicated because Deshaun seems sort of in the dark about how serious this is too. Like, I mean, I th- he knows, but it just feels like this is very, uh, this is kind of a novel injury to him. And it still feels like it's a little bit unknown as to the severity of it and what the long-term impacts of it could be to him, which makes this even more complicated. He is unsure about what to do. And you're reading that absolutely correctly. He is very unsure about what to do because, uh, as we even discussed in the middle of his press conference, there is not a lot of data about quarterbacks suffering from rotator cuff injuries. You hear about the AC joints, the way that Anthony Richardson of the Colts uh, suffered the AC joint injury. And he's going to, is he out for the season now? Yeah, yeah. He, he is decided, out for the season. actually this morning, yeah, he decided to undergo surgery. Okay, so. You know, he's out, and even Deshaun mentioned, he's like, I've had an AC joint before. I know what you can do with that. Uh, But with the rotator cuff, I don't know about this. I don't know what this does. I don't know, uh, you know, if if it's prudent to play or if it's not. And so I think he is very, very confused about it because he's not 100% sure if he goes out there, if he can further tear those little micro tears. And I think that's a valid concern. If it were me, and if I were advising him, and if I were had anything to do with this, I would shut him down for two more weeks. That's what I would do. Because you have to make sure that those that those little micro tears are healed because they can get bigger. And you don't want that to happen. Because if he gets a partial tear, then he is lost for the season. So I think he does have to be careful. And I think he is confused about what to do. He talked about, you know, I don't want to be hesitant out there. What if he has to throw the ball you know, 50 yards downfield. You know, he, he just, I think he is in a quandary himself. Yeah, and like, you know, I think the Browns too, it's pretty clear at this point, it's unknown to them exactly what, like if they had it to do over again, I wonder if they just would have put him on IR. Um, after, you know, the timing of it would have been weird. They probably wouldn't have been able to do it before the Baltimore game because of that timing when they found out. But, you know, put him on IR, you miss four games and then, you know, we'll bring him back. Obviously, at this point, that's probably off the table because he'd have to miss four games starting now. You can't do it retroactively like in baseball. So that's probably off the table. But I, I don't know. I mean, he's in a tough spot, Ashley, because he does have to take care of himself. And the worst case scenario, as much as you want a guy to go out and tough it out, is he plays like two games and then he's got to shut it down for the year. Yeah, I mean, I just think that I kind of tend to fall on the side of what what Mary Kay is saying, that I think it's better to be cautious. And, you know, I don't know if the biggest reason or one of the big reasons that I'm thinking about that is because the Baker Mayfield thing is just so recent. And like, it's obviously super easy to look back at that in hindsight and be like, they should shut him down. And I know, Mary Kay, you wrote that after the, what was it, the Thursday night game that they should just consider shutting him down, writing a column on that. Um, 
I think that that is easy to kind of get caught up in that line of thinking, though, because, like, we witness what happens, what it looks like when a quarterback goes out there and is playing hurt and cannot be effective. It was painful to watch that offense at times. Um, and I just think knowing the kind of quarterback Deshaun Watson is, this injury, it's tough, like, not only because of the fact that he wants to throw deep balls a lot, but because of the way he runs and the hits he wants to take and he wants to be an aggressive runner and all those things. Like, I think all of it needs to play a factor. And I really don't think at this point where they are in the schedule that it makes sense to put him out there unless you're 100% sure that he's better, A, or B, that it's not going to get worse. And I don't think you can be sure of either of those things right now. So, Ashley, you brought up a key point. I want to touch on this before we go, and that's Deshaun the player, right? Obviously, you know, he was asked about, do you change your style? Do you play differently? You know, Kevin was asked about designed runs. Do you do you change some of that? And I guess you could, but like, I mean, let's just think about a guy like Patrick Mahomes, right? He's got to play like Patrick Mahomes. Um, Josh Allen, ha- we always talk about Josh Allen. He's got to stop taking hits. He's got to do that. But Josh Allen has to play like Josh Allen. That's what makes him who he is. Deshaun Watson can't be the quarterback who just, he, he can't be Joe Burrow. He can't sit in the pocket. I mean, he's capable of sitting in the pocket, but I'm just saying like, that's not who he is as a player. And so he's got to be able to play like Deshaun Watson. He's got to be able to run around. He's got, he's going to take hits. He's going to, but that's what makes him great is he can get out of sacks. He can make things happen with his legs. He can turn negative plays into first downs. Like you can't take that away from him because then you're not you don't have the quarterback that you went out and paid $230 million for and gave those first round picks. So it's easy to say Deshaun needs to take better care of himself, but a, he generally has, you know, this instance, this instance aside and B he's got to be that player. That's just who he is. Yes. And who he is involves taking a lot of sacks and taking a lot of hits. And when I went back and watched some of the, the Titans game, just to look and see again about the, the hit that he got hurt on and other hits and stuff like that, uh, you know, he gets beat up during a football game. He gets beat up, and he can take a beating. I mean, my goodness, if you look again at the Arden Key hit where he just drills him in the throat, basically, and Deshaun couldn't breathe for a minute, he went over to the bench, and he sat on the bench for a little bit, and then he comes right back out, and he starts playing football again. That's who he is. Like, he will, you know... Take a licking and keep on ticking, or whatever they say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, according to Hoyle, according but to um, Hoyle. but he, you know, that that is his game. Is that he runs around like crazy. He holds onto the ball as long as he possibly can, looking for that play, and that lends itself to getting hit and to taking sacks. And that that can be dangerous. That can be dangerous. And as we know, once again, he does have. Um, you know, there are some things going on on the offensive line. I thought they played really, really well against the 49ers. Everybody did. Um, But, you know, there are going to be times where you're going to have to, uh, you know, take those hits. So I think, you know, that's something to think about. And then the other thing is, when there was a chance he was going to play against the Ravens, Kevin Stefanski said that he was going to have to wear some kind of protection on the shoulder. So if he has to go out in this game and wear protection on the shoulder... Then you're talking about your throwing motion being compromised. And even Baker wearing something on his non-throwing shoulder really diminished his effectiveness. And so I think if Deshaun had to wear something restrictive on his throwing shoulder, is he going to be who they need him to be? 
I don't know. I don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah, and, and again, Ashley, you can't change the Deshaun Watson that everybody loved coming out of Clemson, the guy that beat Alabama. Like, that wasn't a guy that stood in the pocket and just made safe little throws and made safe plays over. It's just you have to let him be Deshaun. That's why I wonder if, like, all of this, you know, the will he, won't he, this week in particular, if it really is just, like, a competitive advantage thing because they want to keep the Colts on their toes. Like, you know, we don't know that for sure. But the fact that Deshaun wasn't out there, the way he just, the way he was talking today, like, that was not confident Deshaun of, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back out there as soon as possible. It was, like, the exact opposite of that. So I I wonder if, you know, the the media or whatever in interviews that we're going to get stringed along or strung along for a couple more days. Um, And I think that's fine, you know, whatever. But I, I just think the more I sit here and think about it, like, the more we talk about it, it just, it makes no sense to play him in this game to me. I think it would be a huge mistake, and it's just a huge risk. I think they're better off not, not testing it out this week. And when you remember P.J. Walker saying after the game, when he found out that he was playing, he was like, oh, it was early. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Last yeah, week, he it was early. He wouldn't tell us the day, but he said it was early. It was early, which means it was Wednesday. And yeah. he knows. He pro- or he, Tuesday, Walker even. probably knows <laughs> right now. He, he probably knows right now whether he's starting that game or not. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could have been on Tuesday. Right. right? Like, it could have like, been Tuesday. Who knows? But, but yeah. again, that goes back to the whole messaging thing. Like, it just <laughs> should have been over with last week at the, at the latest last week. And it carried over to today, all these questions and his toughness and all that stuff. It didn't need to happen. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, in this social media world, you had huge accounts tweeting out jokes about, you know, is Deshaun being available on Sundays, all the... You could have saved so much trouble for Mm -hmm. your quarterback, for everyone. You could have protected him a little more. I don't know. Well, I think, too, and you guys made this point on one of the Hey MK pods, he's a very easy guy to pile onto because of his background. From a national Mm -hmm. media perspective, from a fan perspective, it's very easy, I think, to either ignore him or to pile onto him for you know, multiple reasons, but especially the reasons that surrounded him with all of the sexual misconduct allegations when they traded for him and everything that happened with that. I think when this stuff happens because of that, it's very easy. No one's looking to give him a pass or a break on any of this stuff. People will look to criticize for unrelated reasons because of the sexual misconduct allegations. Yeah. And uh, like, I get it. I understand that. That's perfectly fair. You brought that on yourself, but you, the team yeah. should have protected him better yeah. in this case. It's not a woe is Deshaun thing at all, Like, because I'm <laughs> with you, Dan. It's about, as the team, figuring out how to control the message. Because that's your job when you're the That's not my job. You know, I'm a reporter, but I can criticize them for not doing their job effectively, I think, when, you know, it's so obvious to me what should have happened the last two weeks. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the Orange Brown Talk podcast. We'll be back on Friday with our preview pod of Colts, Browns. Maybe we'll know who the starting quarterback is by then. Probably not, but uh, we'll still make picks and stuff anyway. So just get subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, and also make sure you're subscribed to Football Insider, Cleveland.com slash Browns and Blue Banner at the top of the page. Find us on Instagram, search Orange and Brown Talk, and search Cleveland Browns on Cleveland.com on YouTube. YouTube to find us there. For Mary Kay and Ashley and Dan, thanks for listening, everybody.